Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode nine between the pups podcast. Today, I had a pleasure sitting down with Joe. For those of you that don't know Joe, he is the host of Tendy Talk podcast, or better known on social media as Washed Up Goalie. Uh, beginning of the year, I had the pleasure to go on Joe's podcast where we sat down for nearly three hours and talked about hockey, life, and so much more. So of course, I had to have him on my podcast as well. So we we're finally able to, you know, curve curve out some time and uh, talk about how Joe got into hockey. And uh, he really, you know, got into from day one, uh, kind of where he grew up, uh, how he ended up playing hockey, and and how he got into the podcast game. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun recording this one. Um, so let's just get right into it. Hi guys, and we're back for another episode of Between the Pipes podcast. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I already got two episodes going, so we're we're going on a roll this year. <laughs> but uh, with no no further ado, I got a very special guest with me today, and that is Joe. He is the host uh, with Tendy Talk. I actually was able to be on his own podcast uh, beginning of the year. I think it was like February or something like that, but. Uh, anyways, Joe, say what's going on. Hey, how, how you doing? I'm I'm uh, happy to be part of the show. That's for sure. Well, thanks so much, Joe. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, you're you've been uh, kind of an inspiration for me to keep going. Uh, one thing I remembered uh, not too long ago, you just made that post on your on your Instagram. You know, podcast that you recommend, and you threw me in there as yep. well. Even though you know I, I hadn't <laughs> been releasing much, but uh, that kind of gave me a little bit of the a kick to kind of keep going and, and keep recording again. Uh, so I thank you for that too. That gave me kind of a little more of that motivation. Uh, Cause I'll be honest, there are times where I was just like, ah, I might just pull the plug on it. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's not always easy to host a podcast. I don't think everybody know, uh, appreciates what goes into it. Uh, you know, just from the editing side of it is one thing, but lining up people, especially when you pigeonhole yourself with goalies, uh, makes it a little more difficult. And for those that want to check it out, it was episode 25 uh, back in late February that you were on. Awesome. Yeah. And once uh, once this gets released, I'll, I'll see if I can put in the YouTube link with that. So if anyone wants to watch yeah. it, of course, of, you know, all your all your social media and such. Um, well, hey, Joe, uh, you know, I you like to start out with the crease scramble. Um, like I mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit off air. You know, I uh, I shortened it down to three questions just because I feel like when I did the five questions, you know, it, it kind of took a little too longer than I think I wanted to. But regardless, we'll 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 get that going and and kind of move on from there. Well, we're moving on from competitive hockey where we had ten minute warm ups to beer league warm ups where we only have uh, three minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> something like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get going here, Joe. Uh, question number one: uh, What is your favorite hockey movie and why? Ooh, so, uh, 
That's a real Sophie's choice right there. You know, like just pick one. Like if I could only watch one, um, I, I'm gonna have to go with Slapshot because I, I still remember the first time watching it on WGN, the edited version, as a kid and just laughing hysterically. And then um, the night me and my wife went on our first real date, it was uh, to go see the movie The Grinch in college. And uh, we came back to my dorm room and you know, DVDs were still fairly new and I had maybe five or six and one of them was Slapshot. I was like, you wanna watch a movie? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she was the one that picked out Slapshot and she knew darn near every every line uh, just as much as I did. I was like, yep, she's a keeper. So I, I think I gotta go with Slapshot because of that. That's awesome, that's awesome. I'm still uh, I'm still hooked on the Ducks movies. I don't know, That I think that was just one of those movies that was, you know, when I was younger more of the popular ones, but... Um. Yeah, you know, I, I love them. And then with their new series, uh, I absolutely love the new series. Uh, one, because it's, I think it's much better than anybody thought it would be. Uh -huh. um, but to my daughter, who's 14, starting high school in like a week and a half, um, she she wanted to watch it. And right before it came out, I watched Mighty Ducks 1 with them. And like within a day, she watched two and three. and was like, yeah, I like this. And uh, so then it was like every Friday, we had to sit down and watch that together. So anything that gets me to uh, spend a little extra time with my teenage daughter is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, Joe, let's jump into question number two. Uh, what has been the best compliment you, you have ever received on the ice or uh, after a game? Um. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go with two of them. One of them was when I was in high school, I, I did not play for a very good team. You know, it was routine for me to get 60 or 70 shots. And uh, one of the shooters that used to work, one of the goalies I went to, wound up becoming the coach of a rival high school. And we, we played them and of course they beat us and in the handshake line afterwards, he said, you know, our game plan this week is we got ready for the game. We weren't focused on the systems. We had the game plan on how to beat you, because uh -huh. that that was th that was the key to winning the game was beating me, not not unlocking our systems. It's like you know, so I, I took that for what it was. But um, I, I think it's uh, something my uh, college goalie coach said when I had him on. I think it was like episode three, two or three maybe. And I asked him, you know, freshman year we had and I kid you not, 26 goalies trying out for six spots. Mm -hmm. And I got the sixth spot. And I know I wasn't the sixth best goalie out there. And I said, what the heck were you guys thinking? And, you know, he said, um, taking me, it was more than just my skill. It, it was about my love for the game, uh, my willingness to be a good teammate uh, and not, you know, accept my role. Uh, they, they just saw that in me. And Obviously, that's what it was. I say I was a, you know, JV all-star backup, fastest yeah. door in the Mayak <laughs> for four years. Um, but to me, that was a compliment. And, you know, really saying that it, what they saw in me, it was more than just my my contribution on the ice, but it was also what I brought to the team off the ice and realizing how important that was. Very cool. Yeah. Um... I, I, for me, it'd be something similar. I want to say too is uh, I've talked to you about that that first game that I played where I got yeah. shut out that sixty whatever. Um, I think, honest to God, that was you know how many people walked up to me after that game and 
you know, even though I didn't do the greatest job, obviously, you know, but <laughs> everyone was just like, you know, I give you props for staying there, still trying, mm -hmm. uh, not skating off the ice, you know, because it's it takes a lot of a lot of mental, you know, because watching people laugh at you and and, you know, just like, oh, my God, this is. Yeah, this is craziness, but but for me, just kind of keeping my head in the game, regardless of what the situation was, and and just gonna keep moving on. So yeah, yeah, you, you lived the real life. Don't bother's from the Mighty Ducks series. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That is true. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. We'll 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 go to the last uh, last question. Uh, question number three. Uh, what is something you geek out about? goaltending talking to other goalies you know it, yeah. it's funny because i've talked to a few and you know once their competitive days are over they're like yeah you know i just i got no desire to put the pads on anymore you know they love to talk about the game with to me i look forward to the next time i get to put the pads on i look you know i'll go by the pro shop by myself even though i'm not you know looking to buy anything, just to look at what's new um you know i I don't watch as much hockey as I used to. Uh, and I think it's because A, the Blackhawks aren't very good right now, so they're not fun to watch. Uh, but B, whenever I watch the games, it, it kind of makes me sad that I'm not out on the ice. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I don't watch it, I don't think about it, kind of, I think is my, my deal. But it's like, you get me talking hockey with somebody and, you know, it, it's three hours later. Yeah, no, I, I I can't agree more. I mean, our our episode uh, on uh, Tendi Talk that was a good example right there. I mean, we were yeah, we were on there for like three hours, if not longer. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to break it into two parts. And, yeah, so you know, and I was happy to because it was a great conversation. And, you know. Yeah. So absolutely, that, that's great. All right, well, that was the grease scramble. Um, Joe, how do you feel? You feeling warmed up? Can we can we get into the game or what? I, we can get into the game. Who knows if I'll stop anything, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All we can do is try, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I always take a short warm-up these days in beer leagues, and I get out of the net. And my team, you know, if I'm skating with the new team, they're like, well, what are you doing? It's like, I got to save my saves for the game. I only have so many in me each night. I don't want to use them up in warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Well, hey, Joe, again, I want to, you know, I want to thank you for hopping on. Uh, this has been something we've talked about for a little while. You know, we try to plan it, but, you know, with everyone's schedules, I'm glad we we're finally able to make this make this happen. Um, you know, like I said, you are a host of uh, your podcast, uh, Tendy Talk, yep. and you've had some amazing guests on there. But let's let's go back a little bit. Let's reverse it, and, and we'll talk about all that later. I kind of want to get to know you a little better. Uh, you know, I kind of want to know the young Joe. Where did you grow up? What was life like? And, and how, how hockey kind of came into your life? Yeah, well, I, I grew up on Chicago's uh, south side in the Beverly Monk-Greenwood neighborhood. I, I lived in the city because uh, dad was a fireman, and the city has residency rules. So... Um, I could see I could see the suburbs from my bedroom was half block away though, right near Oaklawn and Evergreen Park. And you know, growing up, uh, like most kids, started out with you know, mom and dad throw you in soccer when you're in kindergarten, and then uh, baseball came around. And you know, summertime we were if we weren't playing sandlot baseball, we were you know at the ballpark playing with our uh, Ridge Beverly baseball teams. 
Um, and from there, I, I think it was in the fifth grade, I tried football, but I was a small kid. I, I, I had a late growth spurt. So I was like four foot nine, hmm. maybe 60 pounds. You know, my, my dad joked, I, I wore the number one Jersey. Cause it was the only one that would fit me. Uh, <laughs> but on the field, everybody mistook, uh, mistook me for number 11 <laughs> because they could see both the front and back at the same time. Um, <laughs> But it, it was around that time that I discovered the great game of hockey. And, you know, thanks to Wayne's World, we were all playing street hockey. Um, and, and I remember me and my sister, it was a Friday night. We had, uh, we each had a friend sleeping over. My dad was like, you know, you guys want to do something? I'm like, yeah, you know. So we got the newspaper out to look up, uh, see what was in the movie theaters at the time because the internet wasn't around. So we had to look it up and, there wasn't really anything good. So then we're like, well, let's go to the roller rink because our grade school would have uh, parties every now and then at the Oakland roller rink. So we're like, yeah, that, you know, we'll go there. That'll be fun. And well, then we got the phone book out and uh, looked up the number and called and for whatever reason they were closed. I, maybe they had a private party or something. So I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. What do we got to do? And I was just like, well, what about ice skating? Um, Cause we'd go to, my aunt and uncles, and we always referred it to it as the great big snowflake in the sky. Mm -hmm. It was an ice rink right by their house, Southwest Ice Arena, SIA, um, legendary ice rink in the city of Chicago, just because it's so old. And um, depending on who you talk to, they'll say it was built with mob money uh, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the, the original owners were very Italian and drove a Rolls Royce. Uh, but my dad's like, yeah, you know, that, that sounds good. You know, and the others thought that would be fun. And so called up. Yeah. They had open skate and we went and I mean, their rental skates were from the seventies. Oh, uh, wow. you know, there, there was no, no support. I, I was hugging the boards all night long, falling down, but had a blast. Um, to where the next weekend is like, dad, it's Friday. Can we go skating again? He's like, Oh, okay. If you want to do that. And so it was like every chance we got, I was like, dad, can we go to open skate? Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the guys who work at the, at the firehouse, Mr. Carboneau, he's like, well, you know, there's a learn to skate coming up that I, I work with, uh, Murray Bannerman, the former Blackhawks goalie. Mm -hmm. And so my dad came home. He's like, you know, do you want to take a learn to skate class? I was like, yeah. So, um, family friend had some old hockey equipment laying around in the basement. So they brought it over. And so I had some breezers and shin guards and I, they were adult sized, uh, but I didn't care. Uh, and then, uh, another good family friend of ours, he worked at a shoe store and he was playing beer league hockey back when, you know, the only ice time they could get was at two o'clock in the morning. And so he helped us <laughs> find a good pair of skates. My first pair were, uh, tour skates and, um, you know, so yeah, I started taking the Murray Bannerman learned to skate. I still couldn't stop by the time I was done, but I could skate. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, after that it was like, well, can I sign up for a team next year? And my dad, mom and dad were like, oh, okay. But we, we think you should know how to stop first. So there was another learn to skate at the <laughs> rink in the springtime. So they got me into that and I, I got closer. And so I, they signed me up. It was uh, for squirts with uh, the St. Jude Knights. Uh, pretty decent program. A fellow by the name of uh, Chris Chelios played his youth hockey there. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, so we, you know, signed me up and it was for house league and we didn't have trials. We had evaluations. And so they were going to have, I think it was four teams, but they only had three goalies. So they're like, anybody want to try out goalie? Well, my arm immediately went up and 
you know, I joke and say I could see my dad over, you know, in the stands going, no, no. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, it was his buddy, Mr. Carbono, that brings the uh, goalie gloves over and a stick. So, you know, they just put me in the net with just those things, you know, in a scrimmage. And I was like, I love this. Uh, so they put me on a team at the Sharks uh, and two goalies, both of us just trying it out. So we had association equipment and, you know, brown deer hair, leather pads, mm -hmm. two-piece chest protector, you know, um, just even though we were playing in the early 90s, we had equipment from the late 70s. <laughs> it yeah. was one of those situations. Uh -huh. I remember the association stick was a Vic. It was a white Vic with orange and black uh, outlined lettering. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. But our coach, rather than one goalie start the game and the other come in halfway through or you know something like that he would say okay you're gonna play this game and the other goalie's gonna play out and then the next game will flip-flop it so mm -hmm. looking back I think that was very valuable because I still got to play out learn the game that way um and even though you know goalie coaching for us back then I, I still remember my coach said ah just go down because they can't lift the puck anyway so you'll stop most stuff that way well I, I think that uh advice still haunts me because I I was known to go down an awful lot um, uh, yeah but I, I absolutely loved it and then the next year I was the only goalie on the team which meant uh, you know if I got sick you know not a good deal but uh, I actually learned that year that uh, when I get sick I actually play better uh, to where by the time I got to high school, if I walked in the locker room with like the flu, my teammates are like, oh, this is going to be a good game, but give them room, but this is going to be a good game. Um, but it was like, yeah, fr from there on, it was just straight goalie. You know, I, uh, I only played out once, uh, since then it was a spring league. One of my buddies was moving to Michigan. I decided to play late. Uh, and the coach was like, well, we, we already got a goalie and we, you know, mm -hmm. we only carry one goalie in the springtime it's like yeah that's fine it's like can i still play out and he's like well yeah if you want to and so i was on a line with my buddy and i scored my one and only goal uh in the playoffs <laughs> which was fun uh and then our goal he winds up getting a penalty and the coach looks at me and goes you you, you go serve the, the penalty because one of these days you're going to get a penalty so you know you might as well do your time now um i'm still bitter because i've yet to get a penalty called on me since that day um <laughs> i i've tried to get penalties but the you know i i also learned early on because it was that same uh year of uh squirts my second year that there was a new recently retired echl goalie from the rochester americans darren mccluskey he was trying to get his goalie school started in the chicagoland area and uh, so he came to our association and said, if you guys can get the ice, I'll put on a weekly goalie clinic for your goalies that can make it, mm -hmm. you know, free of charge. Uh, so I started that and uh, really learned some good fundamentals. Again, showing my age, he taught us how to do proper skate saves by turning the toe over, okay. uh, proper two pad stack recovery, where if I uh, ever get together with uh, Bones down there in uh, Nashville, Nashville, we're yeah. going yeah, we're, we're to do some content together and i'm going to teach him proper two pad stack recovery there you go there you go and that uh, was and that actually what i was gonna ask too is you know going in those goalie schools like what were some of the things that goalie coaches back then really focused on yeah you know uh, one of the things darren focused on heavily and it stuck with me today is 
the importance of stretching before and after skates because that's why he was a recently retired ECHL goalie is because he blew out his knee because he didn't stretch before practice and the rest is history. So stretching was a big thing. Um, proper stance, you know, mm-hmm. getting those, you know, it's funny because as long ago as it was, a lot of the same fundamentals still hold through of, you know, holding those hands out, mm-hmm. having a good crouch. Uh, one of the drills that they loved is we'd have to sit in our crouch and they'd be skating around, push, try and push our skates out from behind us, hitting our stick. If we fell down, dropped our stick, then it was, you know, 10 up downs. Um, so some of the fundamentals were just a good, solid stance, good movement. I mean, we weren't doing sliding from our knees at that point, but mm-hmm. it was shuffles and T slides and um, proper post coverage, which at the time was standing up, hugging the post. So it's in your armpit there. I still yep. play, play my posts that way. And uh, I've yet to get scored on up high, like some NHL goalies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then, like you said, it, we were learning how to make skate saves and two pad stacks. Um, mm-hmm. But we we're also learning when to use them. It wasn't just use it whenever it was like, here's the time and place to use them. But also just, you know, shot after shot to our blocker and directing it into the corner, not just stop, you know, getting it, but rolling those wrists. And I, I was playing this weekend and did the old bring the blocker up and then catch it with my glove. And one of the other guys skating out, he used to play goalie, but not anymore. And he came up to me and goes, man, I haven't seen that year. That's old school right there. Because uh-huh. they just don't teach that anymore. Nope. You know, try and catch that puck on your blocker if you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was mostly what we were doing. Um, and then, you know, to, to follow the progression, I, I wound up uh, going to Brother Ice High School. Uh, it's an all boys Catholic school. We play in the Chicago Catholic Hockey League. Um, the school has been around for, they were celebrating 40 years when I was there. So it's probably 65 years now. Um, my dad went there. So it, it was interesting because a mile and a half away is our biggest rival Marist. And while my dad said I could go there, it, it was kind of known that it, it was an option, but it wasn't an option because ever since I was little, you heard how bad Marist was. Uh, it was just that rivalry back and forth, but, um, we had a brother school, St. Lawrence. It was a little bit further away. Uh, I really liked it and thought I'd be going there. And then it was just, uh, I stepped back. I looked at what I liked about Maris and brother rice and the academic side, they were the same. Uh, so then I, I looked at it from the hockey side and I had a bet. I felt I had a better shot of playing more at brother rice because the program wasn't as strong and, um, and just knowing other goalies, um, that I played with or against a lot of them went to Maris. That was another reason I didn't want to go to Maris. I knew almost all of my teammates went there. Um, but at the same time, it was like, well, I, I think I got a shot to play here. And, uh, my freshman year, we went, uh, and 20 in league play in the JV Catholic league. Uh, although I do point out, we did do quite well in our non-conference games against the public schools. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> or the, the pagans as we liked to call them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in fact, it was that freshman year. We also won our Christmas tournament. So that, that was a lot of fun. I, I played in that, uh, somehow I wound up winning the tournament MVP. I think it was just because of the last five minutes of the championship game. I made a few big saves. Very um, cool. Sophomore year is on JV again, and 
we we did a little bit better. We went one eighteen and one in league play, uh, but we also we had a state playoff game. It is still one. Whenever I am texting with my buddy TJ, um, it, it always comes up because we're playing Lions Township. We lost to them the year before in state playoffs because in Illinois they have a state playoffs for the JV level, which I think is really cool. Uh, and championship game still held at the United Center. It's just right before the varsity game, which is awesome in my opinion. Um, but we're in round one, we're playing the same team and like, we're out for blood. Like we were pretty upset because the year before, um, we, we felt we got, uh, robbed because of some really bad officiating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were ready to win. We were on our home ice again and game side after the three periods. And there's quite a crowd because they're supposed to be open skate <laughs> after the first overtime, <laughs> it's still tied. Uh, so we go into double overtime pretty soon. Open skate has been canceled because there's beer league after open skate. And they're like, there's not going to be enough time for open skate. So crowd starts to thin out and now the beer leaguers start to come in. And then we go into triple overtime. So now we have the beer leaguers who are supposed to be on the ice after us in full equipment sitting in the stands watching us. And then the game after them showing up and they're standing there watching us. We're in triple overtime. It's getting towards the end of the third overtime. And my buddy TJ is just cherry picking on the far blue line. He's literally waving his stick in the air like, I'm open. And one of my teammates, I think it was Roger Decker, just sees him and beautiful pass straight out from our zone. It's TJ, goes in makes a move just roofs it and like i'm standing there like okay i'm gonna give it a second see if the celebration comes back my way because i'm pretty tired right now and then when i saw it was gonna stay down there it's like okay let's get going (laughs) and uh so we won that game we were were just so excited we wound up losing the next game but that was besides the point Mm -hmm. um but i was feeling really good because i i felt my junior year i'd be the uh, backup varsity goalie we had uh pretty good senior that was there my freshman sophomore year he was graduating and then we had a senior who I felt I was pretty close in skill with so I I think you know if if I would have gotten a shot here or there I maybe could have had a chance to steal the net from him uh and we went to the same goalie school so you know I I had a good measure where I measured up against I had and then uh, we had this freshman come in that, um, if I'm honest with myself these days, I would say he was a better technical goalie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think I was the better overall goalie because I didn't just rely on the technical side of it. I kind of like a Mark Andre Fleury never gave up on a play where he would. If mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I made the save, it popped out over there, guess it's going in. Whereas, like, all right, what do I, I do? Um, I, I just had a little more drive than him and you know when I look at it with my coaching glasses on I go I would still pick me over that kid but the Mm. the varsity coach he uh, I give him credit um I wasn't happy about it at the time but he called me up and he goes hey we got a freshman we're gonna take him as the backup but it's because we want you to play we want you know if we put you on the JV you know even though there's gonna be another goalie you are the guy you're gonna get the lion's share of the games we want you to play so you're ready for next year. I, I was pretty broken up about it, but um, by the end of the season, I went, you know what? 
that was a blessing in disguise because I played probably 75% of the games. Okay. Uh, we, we wound up making the playoffs that year for the league. And I, I forget how far we went. I, I know we won at least one playoff game, um, but we had a very young team. You know, it was a lot of freshmen on the team. Uh, so the JV coach, he was a new, new JV coach to the team at that time. And he came and he goes, you can't wear the captain because captain C because of the rules. He goes, but I want you to be the captain. You know, he said, we're, we're having this discussion. Nobody else knows about it. He goes, but I want you to act as the captain. So I, I took that seriously. And, you know, um, little things like seeing, you know, the small kid on the team getting picked on in the locker room, sure. made sure I put an end to that. Um, being a leader on the ice of, you know, if we were skating wind sprints at the end, yeah, I'm the goalie, but you better not let, you know, I would shout up, don't let me beat you. Cause I, I was still pretty fast for a goalie with pretty dull skates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was trying to lead by example that way. And then senior year, it was me and that, that now sophomores, the varsity goalies. And I would say we split about 50, 50. We had a new coach that only lasted uh, a year. Um, so it, it was a little interesting. Um, I probably could have played more. Uh, I, I, I think there were some politics involved because the other goalie and this coach were very good friends. It was because of that goalie's dad that this guy wound up getting hired. So it was like, all right, I get it. But, um, you know, again, I I still kind of felt had that mentality of the captain leading by example. So I was like, Mm. if I'm not playing, I'm going to be a good, good teammate on the bench. If I am playing, I'm going to do what I can for the team. And we, we had an okay year. Um, we, we didn't make the playoffs that year, but you know, it, it was a good cap to my, my high school's career. And, um, well, going into that, I, I almost forgot. I tried out for a junior team. It was a league that only lasted for a year. I, I even forget what it was, but it was almost all teams in the Florida Gulf coast area. And then this okay. team up in Chicago. Um, huh. so I, I go through tryouts for school starts. Um, and was, they were playing out of Addison, which is like good 45 minutes to an hour from our house. And practices were going to be like six o'clock in the morning. And had it all worked out with my high school where they're like, okay, if you play, you know, we'll make sure that your first period is study hall so that you have time to get back with traffic and everything. And then when you guys have road trips, we'll just, you know, we'll work with your teachers and get your, your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we had it all worked out and I, I had passed final cuts and everything and because they were the only team north of the Mason Dixon line, they were going to be able to carry extra players, which also meant four goalies. Well, you know, I was one of the four goalies and there was never a depth chart put out there, but I could see, you know, who they relied on more. I, I could kind of see the writing on the wall where I'd be on the depth chart and I wasn't going to be playing as much. And I remembered uh, my, JV coach from freshman sophomore year. He still a good friend of mine. We text pretty regularly. And he, uh, one of the last games he coached us, he always said, you know, the only thing I can really leave you guys with is don't, don't have any regrets in the game. If you have a chance to play, play, mm-hmm. don't look back in 20 years and say, I wish I would have done this. And, and I was sitting there going, okay, so I have the opportunity to. Yeah play juniors in this league that's new and questionable if they'll survive, which they didn't make it through the first year. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't stick around with them because it sounds like I may have wound up arrested with guilt by association on more than one occasion. On, <laughs> excuse me, road trips. Um, but I, I just was thinking about, I was going, you know, I got all my buddies on my high school team. I have the chance to play my senior year, you know, why not? Sure. Uh, so I, I went to the coach, uh, this junior team and I told him, you know, I, I think I'm going to go back to my high school team and, you know, finish out what I started there. And he's like, you know, I, I hate to see you go, but you know, I think it's a good choice. Um, and high school tryouts hadn't started yet. So it's not like I was coming back to the team. Like, Hi guys, I'm back. It was just like, right. Hey, here we go. And it was interesting because the varsity coach knew I was doing it. And when I showed up for tryouts, he, he kind of made a snide comment like, Oh, I see you're back. Kind of like, Oh, you weren't good enough for that team. And so that, that kind of lit a fire under me. Like, listen, buddy. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I'm back because I want to be a part of this team, not because I didn't make the other one. Um, yeah. And it, you know, serendipitously, I've told it on my podcast. Um, when I was registering for classes for college, for my freshman year, you register at the end of your senior year of high school. My advisor, she goes, you know, um, you should give the hockey coach a call. They're looking for camp counselors for their hockey camp. And I was like, oh, cool. So she gave me his phone number. Uh, email was a thing back then, but not widely used. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, as I say, it was still the 1900s, 99 to be exact, but still <laughs> the 1900s. Uh, so I call him up and uh, I think they were hurting for counselors because he just goes, so you can skate. I go, yeah. He goes, okay, be here on this day. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, that day happened to be the day that the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember that vividly as a Eddie Belfour fan. So we get there, I, I move into my room and everything. It's like, I didn't, had never talked to the coaches, wasn't recruited or anything. But mm -hmm. uh, so I spent six weeks, you know, at college before anybody, you know, any of my friends went. It was kind of fun though, because it's two weeks after I graduated, I was moving off to college. And so since mm -hmm. I was the first one to leave all my friends, we, we had a big party like the night before and everything else. And <laughs> uh, a lot of my female friends, they, they pulled one over me. They're like, well, we really think you should get laid before you go to college. And so they all lined <laughs> up and they had the Hawaiian lay necklaces. <laughs> it's like, okay, that that's pretty funny. Um, so, uh, you know, I moved in and uh, pretty quickly got, got to know the coaches and got to know them as people, which, uh, I think is what helped me make the team that freshman year, because, you know, as I said, we had 26 goalies trying out and I was mm -hmm. the sixth one picked and they said it was cause of my, you know, my personality and my character that I made the team. And had I not worked that hockey camp, they wouldn't have learned that in the four weeks of tryouts to dry land to, to on ice. So it was like, that just by chance comment of, Hey, you, you should call these guys, uh, really turned into something. I, I, I got into some games my freshman year, um, probably played a third of them. I mm -hmm. uh, had some good ones, uh, took St. Thomas, who's now going division one this year into overtime. Uh, I don't know why, but Augsburg, uh, that's where they tied Goldberg to the net in the, uh, mighty ducks movies. Yep. Always, always played well at their rank. Uh, and then sophomore year, I played a little bit less. Uh, junior year, uh, that was a tryout that was so nice because only five goalies were in tryouts that year. So we were looking around like, well, we all know we're on the team. <laughs> yeah. So th th there was that. Um, although 
two of the goalies were freshmen. Um, one of them is a buddy of mine, Brian S. He runs a goalie school here in the Twin Cities, uh, Devon Air Goaltending. And the other was uh, Dave Rogalski, who is the New Jersey Devils goalie coach now. So I was like, yeah. I, I knew as they came in, like, okay, I'm still going to be on JV, but will I get more playing time this year? Mm-hmm. Um, and then my senior year, I should not have been on the team. We had seven goalies trying out. We had six positions and they decided to keep seven goalies And the coaches called me in and it was a difficult discussion. And, um, my coach said, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know if you're going to get any playing time this year. He goes, but what you have meant to this program the last three years and, uh, all the time and effort you've put into it, we don't think it's fair to cut you. Um, you know, so that they kept me around. And it, again, it was kind of one of those. We had a young, younger group of uh, kids on JV. Obviously, it's usually what the idea of JV is. And so it was kind of the, the lead by example. And I, I think what was really fun is um, we had a MIAC JV postseason, mm-hmm. the Augsburg Cup. And it was just a, um, what is it, three-game series, I think it was, Um and we wound up winning it. I didn't play in any of the games, but we wound up winning the Augsburg uh, Cup. And, you know, so it was me and one other kid on the team, Scott Becker, uh, who's no longer with us. We were the two seniors on the team. And coaches didn't even have to tell us, well, the team. Uh, the team, all of our teammates were like, well, you guys are going to get the hardware. And we're like, what? And they're like, you guys are the seniors. You, you guys go get it. So, uh, yeah, you know, that that was the end of my playing days was at uh, the Augsburg Ice Arena. It, it was really hard taking that jersey off uh, that night. It, it was funny because I remember the first time I put the jersey on and there was so much pride because I had so many people tell me I would never play beyond high school. And it was like, uh-huh. pulling that jersey over my head was like a big F you to some people. No, uh, absolutely. No. You know, and then the, the last time taking it off, it, it, was, um, it was tough. I, I didn't cry, but it, it was just kind of like, you know, cl- closing a chapter. A bitter, and, yeah, bittersweet. Yeah, I, I was happy to, you know, that I was able to do it, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, then I, you know, after college, I, I moved up to Minnesota because I had met my wife my sophomore year. Um, and, you know, I, I we didn't have kids or anything, so I wanted to get back to the game that I loved so much uh, and had given me so much. So I got into coaching. I was a goalie coach and JV assistant coach at the high school level here for boy, uh, high school boys team. Um, and, uh, I did that for three. Yeah. I think three years until my daughter was born. And I was like, okay, I got a baby at home. I can't be out at the rink six nights a week after work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. so, so that, yeah. And it was funny cause in those three years coaching, I put the pads on there was one practice. Our goalies were late. So, uh, I ran up into the, uh, storage room where we kept their equipment and grabbed, grabbed my goalie's equipment and put it on for practice, which was funny because he was a little bit smaller than me. So I, I was a little worried, um, but I put it on and then he wound up uh, arriving. So we made the boys skate some wind sprints for a little bit. So he and I could swap out equipment. <laughs> um, I, I, I put it on the one, one year, we always had a Christmas Eve skate. So my first year coach, you know, these kids are picking at me like, Oh, what do you know? This and that you, you played your high school hockey in Chicago. So I was like, all right, we're having this fun Christmas Eve skate. I'm putting the pads on. And, uh, there wasn't much chirping at me in 
you know, my play after that one, once they could see, yeah, I, I could stop them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, okay, you, you know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, there, there really wasn't much uh, putting the pads on during that time. And, uh, but when my daughter was born, took a couple years off and tried getting back into the beer leagues, but, uh, really didn't have many connections. It wasn't until I moved into my house I'm in now, eight years ago, this national night out and fire truck shows up. And <laughs> it's funny how the fire department is, you know, played such a pivotal role in my life between yeah. my dad and then this, um, and off the rig steps one of my old college teammates and we're just kind of looking at each other. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I live here. What are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm on the fire department. It's like, well, obviously. And he's like, well, I, I live about a mile and a half from here. And we got to talking and he asked if I still play. I was like, yeah, yeah, I still play and everything else. And he's like, well, let me get your number. Cause you know, I'm on a team with most of the guys from the firehouse. Uh, we need a goalie every now and then. So I think it was the next fall or the fall after I get the text, Hey, our goalies decide to hang them up. You want to play for us? It's like, yeah. So now I'm still playing on that team, the hosers. And uh, he's now got the young kids, so he's not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, now it's just uh, playing as much as I can uh, whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, some pickup skates, fill-ins here and there. Um, I don't know what my fall season's going to look like. There's some worry that they're going to go back to uh, requiring us to wear masks on the ice again this year. So my team okay. has already said, yeah, we're going to wait till winter time. Uh, Cause even though my teammates are almost all firemen, uh, they decided last year in the winter season, because Minnesota's requiring masks on the ice, it's like, you know, with the mask requirement, we just have a problem physically skating with masks on. And I was like, that's cool, but also concerning because you guys are also the ones that I'm relying on to save me if there's a fire in my home. Yeah. And um, the irony was not lost on them by any means. Um, but yeah, we were like, well, are we going to come back out and uh, skate again or what? And um, sorry, I'm checking my grill. We are in the middle of a uh, home renovation and our kitchen is non-existent. So our... Yeah. Our smoker grill is the uh, oven per se. And so I keep checking to make sure it's holding temperature as we're cooking a take and bake pizza. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, so they're like, all right, we're, we're not going to skate this fall now because they're worried of that mass mandate. But before that happened, another team I filled in for, in fact, I won a summer championship with them as a fill-in. That was a fun little story. But uh they reached out to me like, Hey, are you skating with the hosers this year? Our goalie's having surgery and we'll be out all fall. It's like, I am, but typically our schedules are, even if it's me getting off the ice, running over to the other sheet and skating with them, there's maybe only one or two games a year where we'd have to find another sub. It's like, and I, I know enough goalies, I can handle it. They're like, okay. So it's like, I still have that as the backup. So I should still be playing. But then that team's like, yeah, if they come down with the mask mandate, we're out. It's like, Oh, come on. I could go from playing on two teams this fall to not having a team again, which would really suck. Yeah. You know, the mask thing's interesting. Um, they never really threw that in here in Colorado. I mean, you had to yeah. have it on, you know, when you walked into the rink, all that. Yeah. But I never saw anyone. Well, I'll take that back. There are a couple players that wore it by choice. Mm-hmm. By choice. On yeah. ice, but it wasn't man like no one's gonna like run out like, hey, you can't be here if you don't have a mask on while you're playing. 
Uh, so it's interesting to hear that other places are way more stricter with that. Um, yeah. So during the fall season, it was wear the mask into the locker room only 15 minutes before, which was funny because I showed up like 30 minutes before and they tried giving me grief as like, I'm a goalie. I'm old. Mm-hmm. I, I have 14 leather straps, you know, and this high school kid just wasn't having it. And what was funny and was not lost on me is the fact that this high school kid was telling me I couldn't go into the locker room and sit by myself while not wearing their mask. Uh, so I, I knew the league director is like, Hey, just like, just so you know, this is what I encountered. And they're like, I've told these kids that goalies for the beer league are okay to come in early because Uh he's like, let's face it. You guys sit in the locker room alone until 15 minutes before the game in normal times. So he's Mm -hmm. like, you guys are good. And after that, I had no problem, but it's like, come on kid. And then they're like, well, you can go change out in the, um, uh, parking lot at your car is like, do you understand that me changing requires me getting completely naked first? Do you want me doing that with moms and kids walking by? Yeah. And they're like, well, probably not. Um, but I was like, all right. But yeah, so, you know, in the fall, it was wear the mask in, get into the locker room. And we all took them off because let's face it, the smells in a locker room probably kill COVID. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if we can put our hands in our gloves and not die, we're, we're going to be okay. Uh, but then in the winter, right, right over Christmas time, they shut the rinks down again here. And then they opened them back up and it was, you had to wear a mask. And it's like almost till the end of the season uh, until they lifted the whole mask mandate for the state. And it was, uh, it was really interesting because the Mayo Clinic here in the, uh, Minnesota was saying, no, if you're doing strenuous exercising, like skating, like playing basketball, uh-huh. you should not wear a mask that it pr- poses a bigger risk. Um, but the lawmakers didn't want to, it was interesting because they, they kept telling us we needed to listen to the doctors, Mm -hmm. but when the doctors are like, but if you're working out vigorously, you shouldn't wear them. So it's like, we need to listen to the doctors, but we don't need to listen to the doctors. So we were just like, you know what, we're not going to get into the argument. We're just going to say we won't skate. I was able to find some fill-ins here and there. There's a great group here, uh, for the love of puck, they they have some great pickup skates. Some of them were across the river in Wisconsin, where for what we called bootleg hockey, where there were no restrictions. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so I was like, yeah, we we, we may do. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's my very long-winded journey in the game of hockey. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that it it, it kind of literally went from kind of from the young days all the way to where you are, which is exactly kind of where where I wanted the story to go. Um, going back a little bit though, um, what, what do you think it was really that, you know, got you liking the goalie position? I know you mentioned, you know, you're holding, you had the blocker and the glove that you got, but was, was that it or is there a little more to it? I I don't know what it is. You know, when I played baseball, I was a catcher. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it was the equipment or what, but, um, it, you know, it wasn't this stereotypical, oh, I wasn't a good skater, so I thought I, I don't have to skate as much. It was To me, there was just something about being that last line of defense. And I know USA Hockey, they have that saying of, you know, catch a puck, catch the bug. Mm-hmm. And it really was that. Like, I, I made a save in that um, evaluation. I was like, all right, this is fun. You know, I, I kept kept it close. And um, I don't know what it was, but I, I still remember there was a uh, – 
cartoon in one of the hockey magazines once and it said goalies aren't born they're hatched and uh i think i was just hatched a goalie <laughs> yeah no i think yeah i think all of us have a similar similar story to that no one can no one can really give you know like an exact answer to why you want to be a goalie i mean the cliche answer a lot of times is yeah i like the mask i like the gear which there's some truth to it but i think you just yeah you just kind of got to yeah. be born into it for whatever reason it is yeah you know they always talk about well it's the personality goalies are a little bit you know out there and weird it's like yeah we are but have you met some of our teammates like they're they're just as weird exactly we're we're just you know we're in a different category that's all yeah (laughs) you know we let we like pressure and we like bruises (laughs) <laughs> yeah and apparently we don't like our parents because they hate watching us play but they love watching us play <laughs> yeah no absolutely um yeah if from all the playing you know uh i know you said still doing beer league but from your competitive days um if you could go back in time would you do anything differently maybe see would I do anything differently? Um, I don't know what I would do differently of what was available to me, but I look at it and go, if I was going down the same path today with the same resources kids have available to them from YouTube to the internet, to sense arena, um, I wonder how good I would have been at that point, you mm-hmm. know? Because I, I was that goalie that couldn't get enough of it. Um, absolutely love the game. You know, mom and dad really would have preferred that I um, played baseball in the summertime or mm-hmm. tried other sports in the offseason. But they're like, hey, it's time to sign up. What do you want to do? I'm like, I want to play hockey. Mm-hmm. So it was always my choice. And, you know, I, I was always watching the games. I was always reading about it. So I believe if I was growing up today... I would be that kid that was all over podcasts like this in goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be an in goal premium subscriber back mm-hmm. then. Um, in fact, I, I was a subscriber to goalies world and from the crease, the precursors to in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so it's like, I, I would be all over that stuff. I, I, I would have that sense arena virtual reality set uh, and I'd be using it every day. And it's like, part of me as the beer leader is like, I really want that, but how do I justify that expense <laughs> for only playing once or twice a week if I'm lucky? Sure. Um, you know, it, not to mention the different goalie schools. I mean, growing up, I mean, we had the Darren McCluskey Greater Chicago Goalie School that I went to, but then there was, you know, like the ones that would come through, like the John Elkins, uh, the Trechiak, the Can-Ams, that... I never went to because one, they were only one week long and they were super expensive where my mom and dad were like, if we're going to pay that price, we're going to pay it on something you could go to all summer. And it's like, right. that makes a lot of sense. Um, so it's just the, the, the quality of the goalie coaching today. I, I sometimes sit here and wonder, you know, what would my have traje- trajectory? That's a fun word to say. What would, <laughs> what would that have been, you know, if I had, today's opportunities back then yeah no and i like asking this question just because i asked that question to myself many times yeah you know was there anything i would have done differently you know i've always said 
Um, I wish I never would have kind of quit uh, around my senior year and just completely hung him up, you know? Uh, I should have just maybe pushed it through mm-hmm. and and see where it would have taken me. But then again, I think of that aspect too, and it's like, well, the motivation was at all-time low. So even mm-hmm. if I would have stuck around, I don't think there would have been anything good out of it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's it's weird how, you know... Um, life kind of throws you a curve sometimes you know with yeah well and it's like i i thought you know w- would i have gone to the weight room more and it's like well i'm one of those firm believers that you don't necessarily want your goalie to be you know big and bulky no especially especially the style i play you, you know couldn't move very, you yeah, you wouldn't be I, able to move look at a guy like dominic Hashik. he was a string bean um so it's like I, I was always i still am strong deceivingly strong for my size uh but it was i was always you know focusing on my stamina uh and mm-hmm. making sure i could play those triple over 10 games and get to the end there um so it's like I, i've thought about that and it's like no i wouldn't have changed the training um you know i thought would would have choosing a different high school to go to would that have changed things and my um playing time it's like well if i look at marist you know probably wouldn't have there because there were older kids a year older as well as kids my grade um same thing with st lawrence where i almost went they they had a phenomenal goalie raul cepeda he had a sweet uh eddie belfour mask um and raul was think he was all state so it was like yeah i wasn't gonna play above raul uh, so it was like i i picked the right school for me um even in college like that that might be one of the only things i would have done differently is you know the explosion of club hockey today um there's so many schools with club hockey would i have gone that route i don't know um I, I don't knock club hockey. I think it's fantastic at the college level. It keeps kids playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I was playing JV college hockey, we had some teammates that were playing for the University of Illinois. Uh, me and one of my high school teammates was on my team in college. And we really wanted to just shut these kids up. So we went home. It was my freshman year, his junior year. Um, we went home for Christmas break and we had an alumni game. And these kids are, you know, have their university of Illinois stuff on. We've got our St. Mary's stuff on. We're going back and forth and they're like, yeah, we're one of the best teams and, you know, division one club hockey and this and that. And we're like, we're still better than you. And they're like, but you guys are division three. So we went to our coach and we're like, so can we schedule some games against them? Like they've got the travel budget. They'll probably come up here and play. And my coach, he looks at me, goes, look guys, it'd be a waste of our time. Like we, we scheduled some games against local junior B teams, just because not every team had a JV team. So they, we would play those JV teams or those junior B teams just to round out a schedule. And as we said, work on our power play, just power play. Cause we didn't take many penalties against mm-hmm. them, but they took a lot. Um, and uh, he goes, you know how bad those junior B games are? We're like, yeah, he goes, it'd be worse against them. He goes, it's not worth the time and effort to schedule. And we're like, we get it, but can we please schedule one to shut them up? <laughs> He's yeah. like, no. Uh, so it's like, would I have maybe gone the, you know, club hockey route? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely would have considered it more, 
Uh, but at the same time, again, with technology, I would have been able to uh, promote myself better and reach out and share videos of my play to to coaches to maybe get recruited. Who, who knows? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and that exactly. Yeah, I mean, social media then wasn't really what it is today. Well, it didn't exist until I was well done with college. So right, right. So <laughs> yeah. no, those those are things that definitely help a lot of goalies these days. I I even yeah. remember, you know, uh, my high school. We didn't really have a hockey team. We did for a little while, but uh, they got booted out of the league for just. <laughs> too many fights or whatever the case was that was before my time even you know when i got there but but even watching like um you know the football players the football football was pretty big in that school and Mm -hmm. and there you know you were able to get uh school provided video cameras and you know and all you needed was to recruit one of your buddies to film you you know during a game or something. And then there was a media class where mm-hmm. you were able to then cut all that together and send them and yeah, send, you know, tapes to, you know, colleges or wherever you want to go. So, so that, yeah. that definitely, that definitely goes a long way. It really yeah. Does. I, I remember we took a family trip to England in uh, 1996 when the Atlanta Olympics were going on. Uh, and we went over there because my grandmother grew up there. She was a war bride. So we had family there and we we're going to visit the family. Um, and it was while we were, I remember the first night we were there, I was wearing my Eddie Belfort jersey. We went into the corner pub and there was this old guy at the corner of the uh, bar and he recognized the jersey and turned out he was a big hockey fan, big fan of the English uh, leagues. And uh, so the next day at the pub, he brought a couple magazines uh, of basically their version of the hockey news, but for the English league. And uh, so I was able to bring them home and I, I was able to track that, you know, mm-hmm. I was able to ask Jeeves cause Google wasn't around. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, did some searches and found the websites for some of these leagues and then got the email addresses for coaches. And I'm, you know, high school kids starting to email these coaches like, Hey, here are my stats. You know, what do I got to do to get a look? And I think maybe one coach responded back and he was really nice. And he's like, look, we have this import rule. We're only allowed so many. He's like, we're not going to waste it on a goalie. He's like, nothing against you, but we can only bring over so many. And if the goalie is good enough for us to bring in, they're probably playing juniors or something in the U S fair enough. But that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, but does make, it makes a lot of sense. It really does, you know? Yeah. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Um, let's get into a little bit of gear, Joe. Uh, as if I'm, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you are wearing most of your gear that you used in college, right? Yes. So I am wearing uh Vaughn legacy 4000s. That's the, uh, uh, they call it the bullseye graphic. It's what Eddie Balfour wore when he won the Stanley cup in 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually the year I got the pads and gloves. Um, they're pro level. I, I bought the pads off the sh- shelf at Jerry's hockey warehouse on the South side, uh, South suburbs of Chicago. And then I ordered the gloves, uh, when I was at school, my skates are Bauer reactor, uh, 5,000s. Mm-hmm. I got them, I think my sophomore year, cause my old 
bower skates were literally falling apart. I had to get my ankles taped before every skate, not because I had ankle problems, but because the skate was digging into uh, my feet if, yep. if I didn't. Uh, and eventually the trainer's like, dude, you need to get new skates. It's like, I know, but like, I like these. And they're like, enough is enough. <laughs> uh -huh. So I, I, I did wind up uh, getting some after the season, but I, I didn't want to break in new skates mid-season. Um, I got a Brian's elite chest protector that I absolutely love. Got that my sophomore year, um, which is interesting because in that time period, you know, Garth Snow and his giant floaters, you know, the bigger goalie was the thing, but this chest protector is a little more form fitting and smaller, but I like it because I'm very mobile with it. It fits my style. Um, the one thing I do have that's newer is my Bauer NME, NME eight mask. I was wearing my old, uh, coho which is over my shoulder the darker helmet um, uh -huh. i wore that up until two years ago um it was probably too big for me uh it wasn't the proper fit um uh what else uh, i did upgrade my neck cup i had the old brian's uh leopard print one yeah. for god I, I bought that thing in high school so i probably had that 25 years and uh i think it was last year or the year before i i got a new one finally that's an it, important it, update to get <laughs> yeah well you know what it, it was a great piece of equipment the reason i had to update was the elastic had gone you know just it, it was so bad like i had to tie it together so mm -hmm. it wasn't it was just gone so i got a v7 nut cup now and it's not bad but there's like these little wings on the side that i don't like i'm probably gonna wind up cutting them off mm -hmm. or I might just buy a, the new Brian's nut cup that they uh, brought out because they brought up brought out the old uh, cheap leopard print graphic again. As like I, I kind of yeah. like that after having it for so, so many years. It got got some looks when you're on a new team or in a new locker room of people are like, what? But it's funny because when I went and picked it up, I had two options that day. It was either that one or the one with the bullseye, and I had major issues with putting a bullseye there uh-huh uh, no it makes <laughs> yeah makes but, sense. so yeah I, I got that i got that old equipment but uh tomorrow will mark eight weeks since i was at general sports in edina and placed an order for uh some new gloves pads and even get ordered some breezers because mine are uh the breezers i have there are some old ccms that i got you know they were provided by the school that's about the only thing us goalies got then um was breezers uh but they're starting to fall apart so it's like yeah it's time time for new breezers too so i'm anxiously waiting if it was normal times they'd probably be coming in this week yep uh but it's about uh i think i've told me 12 to 14 week lead time so yeah i'm excited can't wait to get them it's a nice pretty set of v9s that uh yeah very cool and I knew, so yeah, I've heard you talk on your body, on your later episodes, you know, uh, that you were going to order something and, and, and here it is, you're, you're finally waiting for it. And, yeah. um, my question with that was too, um, I mean, did you, did you really want that gear? Cause I know you really like the stuff that you have. Was it more so like, all right, this stuff's worn out or are you ready to kind of move into the, I guess, today's gear, so to speak. A little bit of both. Like the gear, it is falling apart. I've taken it to um, 
the legendary repair shop here in the Twin City, Georgia's Shoe Repair, where, you know, when NHL teams come through town, they'll bring stuff there. Uh, I, I've had, you know, straps replaced. I've had some, you know, leather added on to close up some holes. And it's just kind of like they're 21 years old. They've reached their lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm excited about is knee blocks and, you know, something padding my knees when I hit the ice. Uh, yes. Cause what I have now doesn't really have much. Um, I went with a one inch thigh rise. So I'm looking forward to that closing the five hole. Cause like right now I have my legs completely together, but there's still a gap. So yeah. it's like I, two inches was just too much for me. I, I had tried um, uh, some old Vaughn velocities um, when they first came out, my buddy Dave, um, Ryan S had gotten someone as so at St. Mary's and he had like a three inch thigh rise. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that was still legal then. And I was like, this is way too much. And I still felt like two was too much. So we settled on a one inch thigh rise. So I was like, I'm looking forward to that, but also a little worried. Uh, one of the other things I'm interested to see is like right now with my pads, cause of the way they sit and everything, I really can't slide like a modern goalie when I'm down. So yeah. I'm going to have to learn how to do that and practice that um, when, when I get them. Luckily, we'll be putting the backyard rink up again this uh, winter. So I'll probably just put the uh, lower halves on and go out there and slide around a little bit. There you go. Get used um, to Yeah, blocker, you know, blockers are blockers. I Almost every brand of blocker I put on, I've liked. There's been very few where I'm like, ooh, I don't like this blocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest worry is I think like a lot of goalies, we can wear any blocker, most pads we can kind of go through, but it's the glove. That's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons I stuck with Vaughn, uh, aside from the fact that their equipment does last 20 plus years, um, was I've been using Vaughn gloves almost my entire playing career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, I, I like to feel them. I like the, the break. My worry is the Vaughn, uh, T4000 is probably the biggest glove ever made. Uh, you know, it's like huge, like this big. My new glove is going to be modern day spec. So it's going to feel like it's about, you know, this big. Smaller, <laughs> like I, yeah. I've got, so there, there's going to be pucks going by my glove side when the new one comes in. I mean, granted, I'm going to go back to the old, you know, Darren McCluskey goalie school and have that glove out in front of me. So I should be watching it in the glove, but still I'm going to be like, wait a minute, there's supposed to be glove here though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my next question was going to be, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge once that whole gear comes out? Uh, do you think it's going to be the glove or yeah. kind of overall? I, I think it's going to be the glove. Um, you know, I, I've always been kind of the guy to just buy stuff right off the shelf and like okay and adapt to it so Mm -hmm. i don't think the pads themselves will be that big of an adjustment to me i've talked to some people i've made this change from the old pads to the new pads and like oh it takes about a week or two and then you're like whoa this is cool why didn't i do this sooner uh so i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. um one of the things i'm excited for is I don't have seven leather straps on each pad. <laughs> I I did make sure there's one just for on each pad for old time's sake. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that was one of the things I was talking to goalie gear nerd, like, okay, what should I think about with my style of play, what I'm used to, to try and make it as 
seamless a transition. So I, I did quite a bit of consulting with him, um, you know, and Tori over at General Sports. Uh, even talked to Ev at Vaughn because uh, he's like, all right, I, I know what you're in now. Like, are you okay with these specs? And as, as soon as I said, well, I was talking to Goalie Gear Nerd, and he goes, oh, okay, we're, we're, I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, that he's, um, I, I know you've had him on your podcast and I haven't had the yes. pleasure of talking to him, but, but listening to him and seeing, you know, his Instagram and the things that he posts, like he's super knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I really appreciate about him is when somebody's like, what's the best glove or blocker or whatnot. And he always reverts back to what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what's best for me might not be what's best for you because we like different things. Like I try one of the beauties of living in Minnesota is I get to go to the Let's Play Hockey Expo every year. So I get to look at all the new equipment. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of goalies that love the CCM access pads. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like strapping a two by four to your leg because they're so darn <laughs> stiff. And goalie gear nerd actually really likes CCM pads. Uh-huh. But he's like, and when I was talking, he's like, yeah, Vaughn's a good pad for you because you like the softer pad. It's like, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's another there's many reasons I stuck with Vaughn um, and the softer pad is one of them. Um, yeah, it, it, it was uh, an interesting discussion. He and I had uh, talked to a couple other goalies and so on. I'm just in that uh, stage now where I've ordered it. I'm waiting and now we're getting closer. I can pass the halfway point. Whereas like I skated this weekend and I'm like, could that have been the last skate with the old stuff? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to guess no. I'm probably going to, and the only reason I say it is like, I'm not picking up many pickup skates right now with the home renovation we have going on. Cause first nights after work, if I'm not working on a podcast, I'm working on the house. Luckily we're this week is perfect because everything's torn out and the cabinets don't arrive till tomorrow. So it's like tonight's a very nice night of no, no real projects to work on. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's awesome well joe i'm super excited to see those pads i know you said you have done some uh graphics on it and such which you won't re- uh talk about much until they actually come out so i'm excited to see when you uh post them yeah yeah it's it's gonna be fun maybe i'll give you a preview after we're done recording <laughs> awesome awesome well joe let's uh let's move on a little bit to your podcast actually um yeah kind of i've 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 heard you know the story really really the the short the short bit of it is you kind of always wanted to do one um you know you talked about it and then I think your family kind of got sick of hearing it you know and so they so they purchased all the necessary equipment that you would need to get started and that's kind of kind of how it went um yeah, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I, I listened to all kinds of podcasts throughout the workday. Um, and I talked about how I, I wanted to have one with uh, my buddy, um, Brian, who I've mentioned, and he and I even talked about it. It was just, he's so busy with coaching um, that finding a time to do something, it just wasn't working. And so I was going back and forth, starting to do some research. And then for Father's Day, um, not this last Father's Day, but the previous one, my wife and kids got me, you know, a microphone and a book on starting podcasting. They're like, just do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I read the book cover to cover and 
started making the plan and I, I work in marketing for a day job. So I'm very much into like having a plan, mm. having a content calendar. Um, so like, I, I wasn't going to release anything till I had at least five podcasts in the can, mm-hmm. uh, because I've read that, you know, most podcasts hang it up before the seventh one. So it's like, I want to have almost all of those in the can before mm-hmm. I even start so I can keep it going. Um, and it's just, it's been awesome because, you know, the whole idea is just to talk to goalies of all ages and all skill levels, you know, so I, I've had phantom goalies on the podcast, I've had high school goalies, college goalies, all the way up to, you know, former NHLers, Hall of Famers, Stanley Cup winners. I've had Eddie Belfour and Kelly Rudy and Ron Tugnut. Uh, I've got some others I'm working up with trying to get things lined up. Um, so it's like, I, I've talked to everybody in between. And what's really fun is once we start talking, it doesn't matter what level you're at. It's just, a conversation between two goalies yeah you know it, it's there's really something cool about it um i was uh when i had eddie belfour on i had him and his son on and i was telling the story on my podcast so dane logs in to the zoom first and we're talking and dane and i played for the same youth hockey association mm-hmm. so we're talking about the old rink and the pro shop across the street and then ed pops into the zoom call and uh like we didn't even acknowledge him like we just talked for a few more minutes and dan was like oh hi dad how you doing it's like yeah Ed, good, nice to meet you and uh, you know i i think it took him back so i've listened to some podcasts with him and he he can kind of be a little i don't want to say closed off but reserved uh-huh. but it was almost like because he came into that situation he really like relaxed a little bit he's like okay this really is just two goalies sitting here talking you're you're not gonna you know be digging deep trying to you know get some dirt is just no let's let's talk about the game let's talk about our equipment uh because it was them let's talk about their whiskey mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know um so it's it's just really fun to talk to uh other goalies and hear the story and it's it's really funny on how it doesn't matter what our playing path took us they all are kind of the same that you know we got into it young um and a lot of the goalies are still playing beer league. There was usually that three, four year hiatus from the competitive days to going into the beer leagues. It's yep. like, we all have the same story, just, you know, different experiences. I mean, you and I talked, I mean, you know, you're born in Latvia, you come over here and all this other stuff, but we still had so many similarities. Yeah, exactly. It was like, th- that's what I love about the game, the position and the podcast is just sharing those stories and, you know, uh, there's one podcast I listened to out of the Twin Cities called Garage Logic, and they talked about how they went to this big podcasting convention, and there was a lady there that had a podcast about cats, and they're asking people, well, how many listeners do you have, you know, per episode? And she's like, well, I have seven. And they're like, oh, 700? And she's like, no, seven. So, like, that has been my fear is, like, I need to have more than seven listeners every week. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely doing better than that. Um, in fact, the past couple of weeks, it's been doing really good. Um but it's not spitting chiclets level. It's not, you know, quit my day job level, but it's yeah. still, it's something fun to do. Uh, and credit goes to my wife and kids too. Like they know at least one or two nights a week, I'm going to spend a little bit of time in the home office on the computer working on it, you know, cause it, it's stuff I do after work. And, uh, you know, I try and do it when, you know, the kids are, you know, taking the dogs for a walk or, you know, just kind of doing their own little thing or my sure. wife's, you know, 
taking a bath or something. So I'm not taking time away from them because I, I try to be conscious of that too. I don't want it to be, you know, the only thing I do and it totally ignore them. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think is the hardest part about the podcast? Um, most challenging to you? Is it the guests getting yourself to edit, edit them afterwards? What, what do you struggle I, with the most? You know, it, it's not that the guests are the hardest part because they've all been great. Um, it's continuously lining them up and scheduling it so that I don't miss a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I wanted to, I set a goal for myself to be a weekly podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a week off for Christmas because I figured people aren't listening at that time. And I'm not listening to podcasts. So other people aren't listening then. Sure. And then I took a short summer break just because so many goalies that I was working on lining up were either in a goalie camp or coaching a goalie camp. So I was like, now is a great time to take, you know, I think it was a four maybe five week break. And it was a, a chance for me to just kind of like level set, make sure I was doing what I wanted to on the podcast, but I was also working on some other things on the back end. Like I joined, uh, I was already part of the BLPA podcast network, um, which is just me and the BLPA big show on that one. And then, but uh, the guys over at the, the hockey podcast network to be a part of their network. So I, talked with them. I was like, well, I'm loyal to the BLPA guys, you know, mm -hmm. uh, how do we make this work? So we, we found a way to make it work, you know, co-branded per se. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I think that's really helped the podcast. I think that's why I've seen numbers go up, um, cause they, they have a nice stable and, you know, it's one of those where, um, we have our own Slack channel and we share, you know, insider information on the NHL. You know, if you're having trouble lining up a guest, they're always willing to help. Um, but also just, sharing on social, you know, everybody's stuff. They, they've been great with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I worked on that. And then anybody that's been following me, they've noticed maybe some updates. Like I'm, I, last week on my videos, I started uh, releasing on YouTube. I, I've done a nice little wrap. So it's not just the standard Zoom side by side. I, yeah. I've got some branding on there. So it's like little things like that. It's like that break gave me that time to work on that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and I was, I was going to compliment on that. I was, I was, uh, I saw the last one. I said, that looks really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, looks really nice. Yeah. I have to give credit to the, uh, fellows Tanner and Jerome over at the, the Windy City Benders podcast. Cause they've been, had a nice little wrap on theirs for a while. And I was like, I need to do that. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. So when I had the time, I did it. And then it was funny because Jerome is the, so Tanner's a goalie. I've had him on the podcast, but Jerome, he's the one that handles, you know, their social and editing yep. and all that stuff. But he did the rap and he even uh, messaged me and he's like, dude, that, that looks awesome. I was like, well, I got inspiration from yours. Like you can't see the, the influence there. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, maybe that's why I like it so much. <laughs> no, that's great. So, yeah. 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 It, it, it just makes it pop a little bit. Who knows? Uh, it makes me smile. I figure if it makes me smile, maybe one other personal smile. Who knows? You know, in the end, it that's all it really matters. You know, like if, if yeah. you like it, you know, that and you've put in the work for it. That's that's all that really matters, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, with the with the listeners and stuff, too, I'm kind of like you. I'd be really bummed out if I only get like three listens or something, you know, <laughs> thankfully, in, even in my case, you know, for like how inconsistent it might have been, uh, that's never really been the case. You know, I've had, 
yeah i won't say awesome numbers but but more than i expected in my head you know yeah uh, same here you know and i i've done everything organically i have you know I, I don't do any paid you know posts or anything like that it's just like mm-hmm. hey if you really want to find me you're gonna find me and quite a few people have found me and what i like too is it's not all goalies that have found me you know yeah uh players like like to listen to it as well so that, that that's nice too that while the content is focused towards goalies um other people can find enjoyment in it too you know yeah yeah that's and what one thing that i like too is you know you listen to some of those you know bigger bigger podcasts you know and, and again that's not to like knock on them or anything but it's so cookie cutter in a way you know yeah you can tell that there's like a big you know production team behind it yeah um I, I don't know. I just kind of like, like the rougher ones or you can, you can hear, you know, that like it's made out of someone's office or basement yep. or whatever it is. They're doing it themselves. Uh, it just gives it more flavor to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it's funny you say that because like even the goals, the guys over at in goal, like we have this preconceived notion that they're like one of the bigger groups with the, you know, all the stuff. And it's like, no, they're, they're just like me and you. And I know uh-huh. like, cause I've had two of the three on the podcast and it's yeah. like, yeah, they're going through the same stuff as us. They just have a bigger Rolodex. So uh-huh. it makes it, makes it a little bit easier, but it's like, David is the one, you know, over there doing their, you know, Photoshop to make sure all their teasers look good and doing their editing. It's like they, instead of one guy, they just have three guys that can you know, jump in and do that stuff. That's the difference. Yeah, I even I even remember, I can't remember which episode it was, but I listened to one of them and they were actually, in a way, making fun of themselves. It's like, oh, have you have you gone back and listened to one of our first ones? Yeah. It's like, it's rough. You know, like the <laughs> microphones don't work or, you know. Yeah. It's just. You know, th- those two guys were actually a real treat to have on. Um because they like us they they just love goaltending and they want to have more people talking about it and it it was um kind of reconfirming that i i was i was onto something i was doing something right but it was pitch i mean whether i knew it or not i was on the radar uh just because it was more goalie content and you know they could have seen me as a competitor but they saw me for what I see them is we need good goalie content out there. And they loved that. There was just another Avenue. And the fact that, you know, while I talk to goalies of all ages and whatnot, it's primarily beer leaguers. And it's like, Mm. there's an Avenue for that. You know, we we need to hear other beer leaguers talking about, you know, the trials and tribulations of the BHL, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I give, I still to this day to a lot of that I give so much credit to Ken Van Gate. Yep. I mean, he was like in my opinion really that put like beer league hockey yeah. kind of like to what it is, you know. Um Yeah, it, it, it's funny you say that cuz I think back to, you know, when I just started the Instagram account. That's where it all started from was my Wash Up Goalie Instagram account. Like I saw Kane Van Gate and I just thought he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um and having a chance to talk to him, you know, now it's like, yeah, not only is he hilarious, but he, he's a genuine guy. He's a nice guy. Um, you know, great sense of humor picking on himself, but it was like him, Matt over at vintage goalie. Like 
as a marketing guy, I loved the vintage goalie brand and even uh, goalie gear nerd, like between Kate Kane, Matt and goalie gear nerd, like I had inspiration and, you know, say what people will about Trav for Oilers. Like I saw what he was doing with his videos. Like there's something there. And mm-hmm. this was early on in Trav. Like he, he's gone down a different road that, you know, we, we could discuss that, but I, I don't like to say discouraging things about people, but I, I think he, he feels like he's found a different niche that I want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, even some of that inspired me. It's like, how do I take all of that and make it me? And make it my own. That's when I was like, well, I, I like Kane's picking on himself a little bit. And then mm-hmm. that's where I came up with the washed up goalie moniker. And then I was yep. like, all right, now now I need a cool logo like vintage goalie. And uh-huh. shortly after goalie gear nerd came out with his cool logo he's got now. But it's like, all right, how do I I just kind of started using them as influence? And but yeah, Kane I, I think has been an influence on a lot more goalies than he uh realizes even before his movie came out, which if you haven't seen the movie, it's, it's worth the money on iTunes. Yeah. I, uh, I got it. Yeah. I, I, I've, I watched it a few times now. It's yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. We, when I had him on, on my podcast, we talked about it a little bit, um, kind of promoting it. Uh, it was, it's, it's, it's a great documentary. So yeah, it, it is. And, uh, he and I have talked, um, if he makes it back to let's play hockey expo, he and I are getting together for, some beverages and escape. Yeah. Yep. That's, <laughs> I, I give that invite to everyone too. It's like, Hey, if you ever end up being in Colorado or vice versa, uh, let's, let's, uh, I really wanted to work <laughs> out that for the let's play hockey expo. He's there. And then I can talk bones into coming up because bones works for the airline. So he even uh-huh. said, you know, him going places for a weekend is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want to work it out so that, Kane and Bones are here on my backyard rink, and maybe we'll get lucky. And uh, uh, Ken from the Ultimate Hockey Fan Kid, because he comes out every year for his blade shades. Like, uh-huh. get Ken out there and convince him to bring his old pads and get the, the four of us out on the uh, backyard rink. There you uh, go. Having a little goalie clinic with it. You know, maybe, maybe I'll invite the neighbor kid over who's a goalie. He's like a little 10 year old goalie. Like, get the four of us filling yeah. this kid's head with. Uh, antiquated <laughs> goaltender knowledge yeah i i can already imagine some you know great footage out of that you know you, yeah you guys can make yeah. that into, into the a little reality. neighbor goalie you know we, we talk about um inspiration amanda I, I i always worry about saying her last name amanda lovely lovely she plays for the minnesota whitecaps she won a couple national titles with the UVN, but she's known for her Instagram post where she's in full equipment doing everyday things. It's like that inspired me. And one of the videos I did was uh, with the little neighbor goalie, we got the uh, toboggan out and we're in full equipment, the two of us going down the hill in the backyard on the toboggan. And that was just fun. The fact that he was all about it. Like I just texted his mom. I was like, you think Orrin would want to do something kind of fun? And she's like, I think she was a little skeptical. Like, what do you have in mind? And I told her, and like right away, it's like, he can't wait to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah that's great yeah so yeah yeah what other questions you got for me well joe to close this out really you know we've been we've been talking well, a little hour almost hour and a half now um 
kind of to close it out what's uh what's close it out that this is the halfway point i thought <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to make this one a little bit shorter <laughs> but uh kind of what i want to ask you know to really to close this out what's uh what's in store for uh tendy talk and washed up goalie any any cool projects coming up that you might want to share any any uh guests that you're kind of uh trying to get on this year yeah well um my one year anniversary is rolling around so i reached out to my very first guest bones out of nashville there uh-huh. uh and he's gonna be my first repeat guest uh which is int- cool because a lot has happened in the last year uh since he and i talked um so I- i'm excited to talk to him in part because we have a i'm sure we'll have some good conversations on the nashville area because my wife and I almost moved to Nashville this summer with the, the kids. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. so there, there were a lot of messages going back and forth. Like, what do you think about this area? How far is it from, you know, an ice rink? Can you help me get on a team? This and that. So I'm sure that will uh, be coming up in that conversation. Um, I, I don't like to tease other guests until I have them pinned down and booked um, because a couple of times things have happened, you know, whether houses sold and they got to move quick or, you know, different, like I've had my buddy Ryan scheduled before and he wound up getting COVID and then he, he was healthy by the time we were supposed to um, record, but his one-on-one coaching had fallen behind. So he had to make that up, um, uh-huh. which I, I'm not worried. I know eventually Ryan is going to come on, but it's like, um, I, I don't like to tease the names because sometimes life happens. And then if people think they're coming on and they don't, it could make them look bad. And it's like, that's not fair to them. Sure. Um, for example, I had somebody lined up, uh, for this week's episode that'll be coming out tomorrow. Um, but you know, forgot that he had a, uh, you know, vacation planned. I, I, I don't know how that happens. Uh, but when, when life's in the way, you say yes to something, then all of a sudden you look at the calendar and it's like, oh no, I, I got this going on. So sure. it's like, hey, that's cool. You know, go decompress, recharge the batteries. When we get back, we'll follow up and we'll, we'll get it on the calendar. Sure. Absolutely. Um, as far as the wash up goalie stuff, I'm going to try and be more consistent. It's just hard when you're not, when I'm not skating like I used to, you know, because I, I, put my GoPro up behind my net and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I used to have at least one video a week of, you know, what I call beer league highlights. Um, yeah. you know, so, but with skating as inconsistently as I do, that's kind of hard. And so it's like trying to come up with content. Um, pretty sure the backyard rink's going to go up again this year. So that that'll maybe lend itself to some more good stuff. You know, last year I did the remake of the Steve Carell goalie practicing by himself with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put on my buddy, the elf costume and went skating with the, my boy and then uh, checked him into the snowbank at one point his buddy, <laughs> the elf. Uh, so, you yeah, may, know, maybe some more of that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to come up with some better ideas. I've, started putting together a list of, you know, just blog content to add to my website. Um, so it's not just podcasts and game highlights, you know, mm-hmm. some other stuff, you know, I, Christmas time, I put out, you know, like a nice little, I, I call it a shopping list. I, I was hoping maybe my kids would have seen it and gotten me something off of it, uh, but they didn't, <laughs> they, they, they still did good, but it's like, you know, 
so put that out there. Um, you know, just little things like that. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Joe, this was awesome. It was yeah. cool. It was so cool to hear your story. Finally, you know, <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, again, I'm just glad we were able to work this out finally. So me too. It's, you know, we've been messaging ever since I had you on the, uh, podcast so it's good to talk to you again and see how you're doing settled into the new place it looks like yeah for the most part for the most part yeah uh still got a couple things believe it or not there's still a few boxes laying around that need to be unpacked yeah i, I always think back to uh, the movie the incredibles where in one of the opening scenes was at work you know and this is incredible calls and she goes guess what and he's like what and she goes we're finally all moved in and he just has looks on his face he's like we've lived there for three years and she goes yeah but i just unpacked the last box <laughs> <laughs> so yeah whenever somebody moves i always think of that yeah very cool but, well again yeah. joe uh thanks so much i hope we can do this again another time uh absolutely we will and uh catch up on uh some some beer league hockey yeah, absolutely. We're, we're definitely going to be doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank everyone that tuned into this episode. Um, thanks so much, guys, and we will catch you on the next one. And there it was, guys, uh, episode nine with Joe, a.k.a. Washed Up Goalie. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was so much fun sitting down for, you know, the hour and a half um, and really, really hear Joe's story. Um, guys, I'm going to leave some, you know, links in my description uh, where you can find Joe's podcast and everything that he's doing. So please uh, don't hesitate to click on those and check out Joe's work. He's had some great, great guests on his podcast. So I really encourage you to check that out. And uh, if you want to hear a little bit of my story, uh, check out episode 25 on uh, Tendy Talk. Uh, I will leave that as well uh, in the description. Uh, again, guys, thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Yeah.